uh, each year in the season of Epiphany in the Christian calendar as we reflect on the way of Jesus and the way that Jesus was revealed as the Messiah. We also reflect on our foundational commitments as a community. Um, this year, our conversation series is called The Three Great Loves. And for three weeks, we have been discussing the three great loves of Jesus out of the story in Luke 6. And this is the, the third and final week of that conversation. Those three great loves are up, which is relationship with God, in, which is a relationship with our fellow disciples, and out is our relationship with our neighbors. And this week, we are talking about out. Uh, the way we're going to get get at that today is we're going to do a spiritual exercise. Um, we're going to do a spiritual reading of this text in Luke 6 or part of it. And then we're going to use breakout groups, uh, Zoom's nice little function, to uh, to talk in smaller groups about what is getting our attention as we listen to God through this text. Um, so just to prep you a little bit for these readings that we're going to do, we're going to do three readings. And we'll have a little bit of silence before and after and kind of uh, spliced in between each of these readings. Um, the first reading is just to kind of get a sense of what the text is saying. Um, the second reading is to identify a word or a phrase that is grabbing your attention. And then the third reading is to reflect and sit more with that word or phrase uh, and to pay, try to pay attention to what it might mean for you or for us as a community. Okay. And I'll, I'll walk you through that again as we go through this, this exercise, um, together. And, and, uh, after we get through this, we'll, we'll break out. I sent some, um, some questions on the email, but don't worry if you didn't get that. We'll, we'll rehash that in a minute. Um, okay. So let me just give us about a minute to, to sit and to, Take some deep breaths and just kind of center. If you need to create a mental bookshelf to put all the things you're thinking about on right now, you can do that. Um, but let's, let's just take a minute to pay attention to our breath and to center down and to open ourselves to God. All right, in this first reading, we're just listening to get a general sense of what this story is talking about. Coming down off the mountain with them, Jesus stood on a plain surrounded by disciples. 
and was soon joined by a huge congregation from all over Judea and Jerusalem, even from the seaside towns of Tyre and Sidon. They'd come both to hear him and to be cured of their ailments. Those disturbed by evil spirits were healed. Everyone was trying to touch him. So much energy surging from him. So many people were healed. And then he spoke. You're blessed when you've lost it all. God's kingdom is there for the finding. You're blessed when you're ravenously hungry. Then you're ready for the messianic meal. You're blessed when the tears flow freely. Joy comes in the morning. Count yourself blessed every time someone cuts you down or throws you out. Every time someone smears or blackens your name to discredit me. What it means is that the truth is too close for comfort and that person is uncomfortable. You can be glad when that happens. Skip like a lamb if you like. For even though they don't like it, I do. And all heaven applauds. And know that you are in good company. My preachers and witnesses have always been treated like this. All right, in this second reading, we're listening for a word or a phrase that grabs our attention. Coming down off the mountain with them, Jesus stood on a plain surrounded by disciples. And he was soon joined by a huge congregation from all over Judea and Jerusalem, even from the seaside towns of Tyre and Sidon. They had come both to hear him and to be cured of their ailments. Those disturbed by evil spirits were healed. Everyone was trying to touch him. So much energy surging from him. So many people healed. And then he spoke. You're blessed when you've lost it all. God's kingdom is there for the finding. You're blessed when you're ravenously hungry. Then you're ready for the messianic meal. You're blessed when the tears flow freely. Joy comes with the morning. Count yourself blessed every time someone cuts you down or throws you out, every time someone smears or blackens your name to discredit me. What it means is that the truth is too close for comfort, and that person is uncomfortable. You can be glad when that happens. Skip like a lamb if you like. For even though they don't like it, I do, 
and all heaven applauds. And know that you're in good company. My preachers and witnesses have always been treated like this. In this third reading, continuing to sit with that word or phrase and just to listen and reflect about what it might mean for us or for us as a community. Coming down off the mountain with them, he stood on a plain surrounded by disciples and was soon joined by a huge congregation from all over Judea and Jerusalem even from the seaside towns of Tyre and Sidon. They had come both to hear him and to be cured of their ailments. Those disturbed by evil spirits were healed. Everyone was trying to touch him. So much energy surging from him. So many people healed. Then he spoke. You're blessed when you've lost it all. God's kingdom is there for the finding. You're blessed when you're ravenously hungry. Then you're ready for the messianic meal. You're blessed when the tears flow freely. Joy comes with the morning. Count yourself blessed every time someone cuts you down or throws you out, every time someone smears or blackens your name to discredit me. What it means is that the truth is too close for comfort and that that person is uncomfortable. You can be glad when that happens. Skip like a lamb if you like. For even though they don't like it, I do. And all heaven applauds. And know that you're in good company. My preachers and witnesses have always been treated like this.
All right. I put in the chat um, a few questions for the breakout group time. I'm pretty sure that those questions will disappear when you head into your breakout room uh, with your group, which is why I'm going to lean on the email that I sent to the storyline address. Um, and I'm hoping that the, there's enough folks who can pull that up in each of the groups that will, between each of the groups, will have the questions um, in the group. If you don't get that storyline email and you would like to, um, you'll have an opportunity later in our gathering to fill out a contact form um, that you can put your email in and we'll add you to that, that email newsletter. Uh, so the questions are from this Luke 6 text, um, what, what part of Jesus's mission for human flourishing grabs your attention and why? And then dream together, what would it look like in our day to participate in Jesus's mission for human flourishing? And, and, uh, feel free to share your responses to Elaine's presentation here. I, I shared a video link a day or two ago. Um, with an invitation to watch a presentation. She's the one that is leading our neighborhood seminary experience that several of us are a part of. Um, and so if, if you have some imagination from that that you want to share, great. If you didn't watch it, that's okay too. Uh, and then finally, are there any steps that God's inviting you to take in response to this conversation? And uh, what are they if you have them? Um, we'll break out for like 20 minutes. And and then come back right close to 11.45. And I want you to come back. I'm going to give a little space when we come back at 11.45 to share something from your, your group conversation that you heard one of your group members say that resonated with you. So keep that in the back of your head as you talk with your, your folks when we break out and Sarah Holland hosted. Hope you weren't violently ejected from your breakout group <laughs> that you were prepared for, for its advent with a little timer. Um, I, I want to take about five minutes as we wrap up, um, just to, to hear, uh, from everyone. Could you, could you share something? Uh, use the chat per use. Um, uh, could you share something you heard one of your group members say? that resonated with you. Miles Davis. <laughs> you can kill him. Uh, you know, our, our conversation um, revolved a lot around community um, and this idea that we're all searching for connection. And I think that's something that's not a new concept for any of us. Um, but I certainly appreciated what John had to say. And then we were kind of uh, reflecting on that is, you know, he appreciated that storyline is a place where we have people who have gone through varying degrees of deconstruction of their faith and reconstruction and finding new meaning. Um, and that for a lot of people, perhaps because of uh, the church that they experienced as, as kids or, or younger earlier in their lives was not a place that welcomed doubt or deconstruction. This idea that when you are 
you know, a, a young adult or a, a new parent or going through these various places, phases of life, and you're looking for connection and community, you may not um, think of church as a welcoming space for that. Um, and so for us, part of, of our mission of how we connect with our community is, is to, is to, you know, connect with them in a place that is open and welcoming for wherever you are. Um, and, and I think that, that resonates with a lot of us here storyline, of course. Um, and so that was interesting. So we really reflected on that of, you know, kind of this, this new meaning of church and what God is up to, uh, in 2021. Right on, Miles. Thank you. John Oliver. Yeah, similarly, uh, the last thing that uh, Val said goes right with this. Is flourishing in Christ is, is not possible without community, the sport of community. I've seen that hundreds of times in my work in 12-step. Uh, people try to get their game together by themselves. It never works. They need to have they need to have a group, uh, small groups. And, and that is what uh, uh, George Barna uh, concluded is that tra- is a transformation happens in small groups, not in big groups and not alone. And he and Barna studied the heck out of all kinds of Christian situations all over for decades. Yep. Word. Uh, Sarah Holland. Um, one of the things that Jesse pointed out in our group was the um, looking at the scripture, um, the blessings and the woes. Um, how, uh, Jesus is centralizing those who are generally on the margins, um, and, uh, and say, and, and blessing them and just like how, um, important it is for us to, you know, we, we always have that tendency to centralize ourselves and, um, uh, specifically as, uh, white people and in a community that where that is kind of held up. And so being, needing to be, to pay attention to those, uh, tendencies that we have and, um, uh, and the invitation that God is giving us to, um, to decentralize ourselves and to uh, pay attention to the, the blessings, um, that are being bestowed on those who, uh, the society, society puts in the margins. Rock and roll. Um, why don't we take a final 60 seconds and just hang out in this moment with God, given the conversations you've had and just breathe a little bit and be, be with God around this conversation that we've had.